Welcome to Rounding Down, the only outlaw tough person, bad person podcast that dares to ask what is good and what is bad. I'm Chid, the outlaw tough person, bad person in question, and tonight I'm feeling thankful. What are you thankful for? I'm thankful for all of you, my loyal listeners. I'm thankful for you, Saifietti. Hello. I'm thankful for my fucking awesome guests we have tonight. I'm thankful for the bug cult. I'm thankful that Halloween's finally in the rear view and I can put that Dracula costume to rest. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Right now, i got to say, perfectly honest, I'm still wearing gym shorts that are soaked. I'm, my ass is very wet still from the gym. But it was nice to not have to work out in that Dracula costume for the first time in weeks. I don't want to confirm, but I also don't want to deny that you're a little bit soggy right now. Mm, get smelly. It's nice. It's a nice musk. Uh, listen, we have a very special Thanksgiving episode planned. We'll be joined by a handsome and smart guest shortly, and I've heard it said that his tongue's the only muscle in his body that works harder than his heart. I hate you. <laughs> have you heard that, Cy? Uh, I, I've heard that about our guest. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what, why I don't know why you reacted that way. Uh, I've already introduced him, but by my side, the Sam Cook to my Bobby Womack, it's Cy Fietti. <laughs> uh, Mr. Steal Your Wife. Girl, wife, and daughter, daughter. <laughs> brother. Uh, yeah, we got a Bobby on the show tonight. We're going to talk a little Bobby Womack. Probably not a lot of Bobby Womack, but I love that guy. Here's the thing. You should pause this episode right now and just go to the Bobby Womack Wikipedia page. Yeah, and just read. Listen, just read his just read a little about Bobby Womack if you don't know anything about him. Anyway, listen, we don't have a lot of time, so let's just get right into it. Today, I'm rounding down on something that people use and abuse. Especially during the holiday season, and that's colloquial greetings. Bro, chief, slim, handsome, sport, skipper, sexy, dude, man, friend, pal, buddy. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. It's like, whatever happened to formalities? There's a reason why I have this JD, MD, and PhD after my name. And it's not because my mom is Lori Laughlin for the last time. Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman, <laughs> the paperboy, the evening TV. I thought it was even MTV. It's definitely the evening TV. Oh. You miss your old familiar friends waiting just around the bay. <laughs> or Bend? Bend. It probably, it could be Bay. Although, I guarantee that family knew no one in Oakland. <laughs> I don't. Call me sir. Call me Dr. Dr. Chid. Dr. Dr. Chid. Give me the news, Dr. Chid. Dr. I got a bad case of Chid. <laughs> That's Chid kind of does sound like... I got a bad case. case of Chid. It does sound like a sexual... How dare you say that about my given name? I mean, just being honest. My legal name is Dr. Dr. Chid, and I expect to be referred to as such. Dr. Dr. Brainchild. Brain genius, actually. <laughs> My bad. In schools, they're teaching children to call people Mr. First Name and Mrs. or Ms. First Name. And it's like, first of all, no one's first name is first name. I, well, I shouldn't say no one. Probably some people have first name as their first name. Name one. F first name Johnson. Shit. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so my kids are going to have a teacher called Mrs. Nevia. They're going to have a teacher named Mr. Xander. 
Learn to pronounce last names. How else are my kids going to learn the rainbow of Italian surname? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that I have Saifietti trained like a lap dog, but I just looked at him and he did that voice. So I don't know. What about Mr. Kyler? Mr. Kyler, he's <laughs> in some ways. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're the dom in this relationship. <laughs> I like how this is going already. I'm not your bro unless you're my sister. I'm not a chief. That's stolen valor. I'm not your sport. That's lacrosse. I'm not your skipper. That's peanut butter. I'm not your dude. That's a cow's penis. I'm not your man unless you're my wife or your Saifiedi's girlfriend, who I refer to as mother. <laughs> <laughs> I am a real Bobby Womack type. Wow. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Final word, just colloquial greetings. I don't want to hear them. If you call me Slim, I'm going to punch you in the kidney and steal your wallet. Happy holidays to you. I have a question. Yeah. You started by introducing our guest using a colloquial greeting. called him handsome. Now, I didn't call him handsome. I used the adjective handsome to describe him. There's a distinction there. I didn't say, what's up, handsome? Although... Maybe I should start using more colloquial greetings to make my guests feel more comfortable. <laughs> Full circle. I'd say that was partial circle. <laughs> Semi-circle. Agree to disagree. Today's guest is the co-host of the Bobby Horror Picture Show. He's a member of the Bug Cult. Much like Washington Foreskins, he believes smoking is cool as hell. He's an illustrator, but not the re-illustrator as far as I know. And today he's here to talk about why Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is actually great and not bad, like so many small-minded piss brains believe. It's Bobby Babylon. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Dr. Chid. And hey, Cy Fieri, I'm a big fan. Oh. Yeah. Bye, Fieri. So, Bobby, first, thank you so much for spending your Thanksgiving Eve here with us at Corwood Chidistries. A lot of people go back to their hometown tonight and try to get in one last score like so many jewel heist movie thieves. But not you. You're here with Cy and me, and we really appreciate it. You know, and I, you already brought it up, all your fans listening. They're not even fans. They're they're your friends. I'm just hanging out with friends doing this podcast, talking about one of the best movie ever, hanging out with a Bobby Womack type and you, Dr. Dr. Chid. And, you know, I really respect that. A lot of people don't realize Bobby Womack was doing a lot of cocaine with Sly Stone. He was at a lot of the infamous parties. So, you know, we might be partying. That's very true. There are a lot of references to cocaine in his Wikipedia page. Let me just, in my Wikipedia page? No. Bobby Womack. You're a Bobby Womack type. I heard that you yes, and yeah. you got your Sam Cook over there. You guys are having a ball. We do. He's my Sam Cook pre, well, so I guess maybe I should ask you, are you the re-illustrator? What's the re-illustrator mean? It's the person who brings dead people back to life. The re-illustrator. Oh, wait, sorry. That's the re-animator. I, I got them mixed up. Oh, it's okay. I mean, you got degrees. You can mess up every once in a while. Yeah. I, as a brain genius, though, that's not the kind of mistake I should make. Listen, your catchphrase on the Bobby Hart picture show is smoke them if you got them. Are you at all concerned that you're sending the wrong message to America's youth? Couldn't you say something more sex positive, like find a subreddit that gets you going and don't make your sexual pleasure anyone else's responsibility if you got them? M meaning sex organs in this case. You know, yours. Yours might be catchier already, I'll admit that. But see, the thing is, 
uh, most of my thoughts are going out and I have a co-host who is a, a teenager. So he's actually the one that is speaking more for those demographics, everything I'm putting out there that can be R rated really. I got you. So you're speaking to the grownups in the room. Yeah, I'm also not, con- I'm not condoning um, vaping. I'm hearing that there's a lot of deaths going around. Uh, you know, it's, it's hitting schools. It's hitting, it's hitting like a real problem. Sleeves is having to really cut down on all the vapes he was selling to kids. Yeah. How many vapes per day do you think Sleeves was selling? Well, I mean, he's been skipping a couple hours, I, I allegedly. And uh, I think he gets, uh, you know, about a dozen, maybe two dozen slung every day. Yeah, that's that's during the prime time, though. You know, it's not the gold rush anymore. Not where Sleeves is. I'm privy to his location. He's not privy to my location. But let's just say in an area where Cy and I may reside, Sleeves might want to come up here and live with us for a few months and maybe sell some of those vapes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. I'm sure since you're saying you know where we are, you just mean sleeve stern because it's, you know, it's a time zone. I know your time zone. So I have a general idea where you are. Yeah. I, and that's true. Yes. The sleeve stern time zone. Yes. It, that's, I don't want to dox anyone or geolocate anyone. As far as I know, basically everyone just lives in a box on the internet. Yes, we're all just friends that can talk however we want. You know, I mean, one friend might want to do a podcast while he has gym ass. And, you know, he's going to call up his other friends and they're going to do it. <laughs> I had a guest named Jim Ass on a couple weeks ago to talk about his genital warts. Anyway. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's I appreciate you clarifying that. And I kind of did always get that vibe that you were more of the adult in the room with sleeves. I really enjoyed having sleeves on. He was, of course, our guest on the Halloween Spectacular about a month back. If you haven't listened to that episode. I recommend you pause this episode, go listen to that episode in its entirety, because Sleeves really brings an element to this podcast that, frankly, is lacking a lot of the time. I just just make sure that you have some soap ready, because you're going to need a bath after you listen to it. You're going to need to wash off your body. Wash, Even though you're not appearing on the podcast and saying the things that are said, you're going to need to wash out your own mouth. Yeah. But he does that to people. He does. He's as In the words of Phil Collins, he's an easy lover. I, I didn't do anything with him, but it, it, he's, he's easy to love. I don't I don't really know what that song's about. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, he, he does that to people, too. Yeah. This is a kind of a hard question. I, I don't like to start people off, you know, start the interview off. Bobby, you know, we've interacted online a little bit. We don't go way back, really. We're both obviously fans of Bug Main, part of the Bug Cult together. I suppose. Of, of course, but... We're all both also going to be attending BugCon 2020 for the first time, I believe, together. Mm-hmm. I mean, neither of us were there in 2019. So, yeah, I don't want to ask you a really hard-hitting question right off the top, but this is one that I feel like I need to ask. Um, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, we discovered that Indiana Jones famously dated Marion Ravenwood when she was only 14 years old. Do you believe the fan theory that Indy is Jeffrey Epstein's father? He's Jeffrey Epstein's father... You know what? I'm going to say no, just based on the line of I've seen the descent from Indy's father to Indy. And even though you might be bridging some sort of acts that occurred in a different film, uh, I don't think Jeffrey Epstein has uh, half the man Indiana Jones is, even if Indy is a creep. Well, I mean, Jeffrey Epstein is, as we know, he's zero percent the man Indiana Jones is because he's dead. But. And that's how it works. That's true as once, well. Once your physical body dies, you're zero percent of a man. Eat shit, Bobby Womack. Just kidding. I love you. <laughs> the similarities between Epstein and Indy, 
vast. First of all, they both have access to planes. <laughs> they both like young teens. Uh, fourth, they both like riches. Fifth, they both world-renowned. Sixth, Indiana Jones. The movies take place in the 1930s, so let's just say he had a kid when he was in his 70s, which would be the 1970s that, you know, might check out with Epstein. I think it all adds up. All the pieces fit, in my opinion. It seems that your working theory is that, uh, you know, Andy in a later rung of his life kind of uh, started actually just keeping all the artifacts and building up his wealth instead of sending it to areas where it's just going to sit in wooden crates and do fucking nothing. And then Jeffrey Epstein is, you know, the spoiled grandson. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's the story that they're about to put out with the next film. Every family has one. Let's be honest. Every family has one. It's one of those archetypes. You got a bad uncle, and then you've got that guy too. And that's why I, I honestly, to Uncle Franklin and Uncle Howard, I like them. It's refreshing because they're both bad uncles. That's why I'm a big fan of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're 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 amazing people, amazing uncles. Yeah, I got a I got Howard training me in the the arts of killing. You know, teaching me some uh, some Muay Thai, some Jiu-Jitsu, taking me. You know, teaching me how to do some you know rear naked chokeholds if something happens. Kind of beefing myself up a little more of a, a fighter like Indiana Jones and a, a Uncle Howard mix there. Oh, I like that. That sounds good. Yeah, What's, hitting the dojo. Yeah, as I mean, you don't know this because this episode hasn't aired yet, but I famously had a roommate once named Michael who did Brazilian jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai and uh, he would make me spar with him. And uh, we were really good. We were really good friends and he'd throw like punches and kicks at me like full bore. And I, you know, like he wouldn't even tell me to put my hands up first. Usually that would really, you knocked me out a few times and I was just like, man, we're good friends and this is rad. I'm glad I'm learning from this guy. Yeah. It sounds like uh, Michael really saw himself as the cool type. I don't think he saw himself. I mean, he was sure recently discharged from the military. Yeah, the was, cool guys are just naturally cool. I guess you're not even telling you to put up your hands and I might throw the kick. Hey, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. He was recently discharged from the military, fought in the Iraq war, was a Marine and was really just like lived with me. He was in my apartment. We were in an apartment that had no air conditioning all summer long. You shared milk. We shared milk. Oh, so you guys had a lot of like, it was like gym ass all the time, but just because there's no AC. You know the Atari song when they say being grown up isn't half as fun as growing up? I don't know why I pulled that out. <laughs> but uh, it's like that song. Those were the best days of my life. Living with your boy, dealing with swamp ass, uh, maybe getting some kicks in the head from, you know, the Muay Thai master. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Sounds like you guys were like kung fu friends. That's super cool. Yeah, we were. I was I was really cool. That was the coolest I ever was. I mean, you got your own podcast now, dude. You're pretty cool. Nah, I don't. I, <laughs> again, doctor, doctor, I think, doctor, doctor. I mean, I am a double doctor. Does, does listening to this podcast mean that I'm going to get some kung fu friends? I hope so. I mean, you want some, that's for sure. Best friends you could have. Um, I'm putting it out there right now. I'm looking for friends on the internet. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, you got to get on uh, you gotta get on all the weird movies. You got to know about the cool ones. Then everybody will be like, yeah, I watched that shit. What martial arts did Bruce Lee practice? I mean, I think he mastered all of them. That's cool. He was pretty dope. Yeah, as far as I could tell. As far as I could tell. Do you think he would have his own podcast? Bruce Lee? Bruce Lee? Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I've seen him talk about how you need to be like water. You got to flow. I mean, he he could at least do a couple episodes out of that. I don't know if he wants to do like a bigger kind of like season build or something behind it. Show some of his personal life. Probably not. If he was alive and his kid was dead, he'd probably be fucked up and wouldn't want to talk to anybody anyways. He would be like in his 80s, I believe. I don't know that he would have a podcast. There's not a Actually, lot of think about how many fucking people would have got wrecked if Bruce Lee was alive when this kid died. He would have wrecked all of Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Wow. Are you saying like when Brendan Lee died, Bruce Lee would have went down to the set of The Crow and mm-hmm. physically murdered everyone who yeah, fucked up I that think, I think he would have probably wiped out the whole cast. It's only fair, and I wouldn't blame him for it. And also, that movie, in spite of Brendan Lee dying in it, I, I'm not. I don't need to round down anymore. I've already rounded down enough on colloquial greetings. But that movie sucks ass. That's not a good movie. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I it's a bold thing because boy, you know people love it. But I'll I'll say it here on the record. You know this fucking sweet Thanksgiving episode. I yeah, the crow's overrated, obviously. Yeah, and anyone who thinks the crow's good is gonna have to eat some fucking crow because that movie sucks. I really, I, I have to diverge for one second. I couldn't get past that it just looked like Sting, the fucking wrestler. He just ripped off Sting. They ripped off Sting's whole thing, Thanks. like repelling from I the ceiling. I think Sting was before that. Definitely, it was before that. Sting was before that. He was the Sting of darkness, and he would come down from the ceiling, Sting the dead man. Like they, they just ripped him off. Here's the thing. Yep. Sting, Sting used to look like the Ultimate Warrior when. Uh, so I think you guys are wrong. No. No, we're definitely right. All right. The, about the part we said, yeah, we're right. Yeah, I don't know what this ultimate warrior... I don't know what that... Just because you're a MAGA, Chud, doesn't mean we have to get wow. into your ultimate uh, warrior. I and... say that I'm not a... <laughs> All right, he's not a chud. He's not a chud. He's just a MAGA guy. You're Sam Cook MAGA. Sam Cook MAGA. Which, just think of the ways that if you were Sam Cook and you were MAGA, the ways that the Trump administration would exploit you. Well, I'm no longer a person because I died. Sam Cook. That's true. You're 0% of a man. And then, then you married my wife, and then you also slept with my daughter. I don't... Let's not get into specifics. Oh, you, oh, you guys got a lot of like back show going on over here on this podcast. I like it. Yeah, you got some like season arcs, kind of. You know, let's not. There's been a lot of cocaine, and it's fine. As a fan of Indiana Jones, Bobby, are you willing to go on the record and say that you oppose child sex trafficking? <laughs> yes, I oppose uh, child sex hey, trafficking. Did you say um, impose? <laughs> oppose, oppose. Okay. This, uh, boy, this, I, I thought oh. this might be one of those try to get a hot take podcast. And no, I oppose it. Yes. And I, I'm actually, that's why the movie crushes. Okay. Indy pulled the perfect heist. He got everything. He got all the stones. He's about to leave and he hears all the kids crying. All of them yelling and dying. And then he just, you know what? I'm going to say fucking all of them because it's the right thing to do. The Jeffrey Epstein type, he's just getting out with those stones. That's true. Uh, well, actually, I don't know if that's completely true. I think the Jeffrey Epstein type would probably demand to take over the children's slaves. Yeah, I was going to say he'd sleep with all those children. Yeah, he'd probably take those children and try to ship the children. Right, he might have, yeah. yeah. He'd leave the bag. He might have, like, already owned that business. Like, you know in, in Raiders how he leaves the bag of sand in, in place and grabs the whatever it is? I don't fucking remember. But it would be that, but he would leave that those stones behind and grab some children. The Ark, bro. The Lost Ark. Oh, it's that's the Lost Ark. Yeah. It's, that happens in the first scene of the movie. He's he just gets the Lost Ark. 
That's right. <laughs> he, he replaces a bag of sand for the whole Lost Ark. Yeah, yeah that's what he does. That makes sense. I, I don't know. I forgot. I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, it's Thanksgiving. Oh, there's a lot of them. We're pouring, we're pouring back some drinks. We're having a good time. Bobby, what's your favorite? You got to watch yourself. You've been having turkey and some drinks. You know, that tryptophan. That tryptophan. I'm going to need a rain total body fuel with BCA aminos. That's the only thing that's going to get me through the night. Please sponsor us as well. We drink you all the time, Rain. Oh, I thought you were talking to Bobby. Yeah. I don't think we drink Bobby all the time. I mean, I wish I could. Uh, hey, not the only one. Wow. Uh, Bobby, what's your favorite breakfast cereal mascot, and why did you agree to this interview? Favorite breakfast cereal mascot? Ooh, okay. I have two in my head. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Captain Crunch. He beats out Tony the Tiger barely. And then uh, I agreed to do this because uh, you're, you're a funny guy online, and I wanted to have a little fun here on the holiday. Oh, thanks, buddy. Oh, I'm sorry. Thanks, sir. <laughs> I fucked up. Thanksgiving's tomorrow. Do you cook? I dabble. I dabble. I'm not great, but I, I try, yeah. Speaking of Thanksgiving, how do you feel about pie? And would you agree that when the guy drills a hole in his brain, it's pretty dope? Um, boy, you say pie, and I, I'll have to be real honest. I've been hanging out with sleeves a lot, and that kid just keeps saying cream pie all the time. He <laughs> thinks it's so funny. So, like, that's kind of where my mind jumped right away there. And uh, people drilling holes in their heads, uh, you know, if it's a really suspenseful part or something of a movie, it works out. Real life, um, not a big fan. Uh, I was in the movie Pie, the Aronofsky movie, yeah. his, his premiere. I have a sleeves-related question for you. Oh, okay. I'll see if I know it. So here's the thing. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom produced one of my favorite porn parody titles. I'm not going to okay. say that porn parody title, but what's your favorite porn parody title? Like, what's your favorite parody that's been made of a famous movie uh, into uh, pornography? Hmm. Boy, it's going to surprise people. I don't have one right away off the top of my head. I'm dying to know what yours is. Temple of Doom... Here's the thing. Sai and I did not coordinate. He doesn't do any preparation for the show, and I do a lot of preparation. And a question that I have for you was, and I just showed it to him. I said, I think here's what it says verbatim, just so you all can see that Sai and I are on the same page. We've mind melded. I think I've given you plenty of chances to talk about Temple of Doom already, but I'd be remiss if I didn't ask this question. It's one your horny sidekick sleeves would want me to ask. What would the ultimate Temple of Doom porn parody be called? My idea is Temple <laughs> of Poon. So I we already uh, we spend way too much. That's time this together. is too much. I think we. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. Uh, what? You, yeah, your first thought was better. Uh, Temple of Poon is really good. I I went to Temple of like just boob or something in my head, kind of. Yeah, just free balling it there. Maybe that's a. Uh, you know what? Actually, there's one that uh, Dr. Fuzz from uh, the Jack A.M. Morning Show and the Bug Fam and everything. He uh, he had a joke about John Wick. What if we had a porno called John Lick? Oh, I, I would have went John Dick. That's I think why I did it. That was it. That was it. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to trying to hit that big female market, you know. Yeah, that's the, that's the next wave of porn female market. Uh, yeah, I think. How about men poll of goo? No. <laughs> no follow-ups. You can't say no follow-ups. I can tell. I can tell that you're the one doing all the prep work. Yeah. 
Temple of Doom, of course, has the dinner banquet scene where the strange foreigners make Indy eat gross food. What's the grossest thing you've ever had in your mouth? <laughs> um, it's nothing compared to that scene. Uh, oh, shit. Hmm. You've had shit in your mouth? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm trying to think here. Boy, you guys are quick on the hot takes, huh? I got to watch for clips after this. Those little 10-second clips. Um, hmm. What the last holiday before this Thanksgiving? Everybody, some people fucking like them, but candy corn's probably the grossest thing I've ever had. I don't eat ass, so I, you know, I, I've never eaten ass. I'll say it. So candy corn's the worst thing that's been in my mouth. I think that's, this is strangely the third time ass eating has come up on this podcast. Also, we're only like fifteen episodes in. <laughs> ass is certainly better than candy corn. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Saifiedi <laughs> is on the record. On the record, hell yeah, I like this show. There's a long song called Alice's Restaurant that gets played on terrestrial radio every Thanksgiving Day. Would you agree that all recorded music before new metal deserves to be set ablaze, a la the 2008 Universal Studios fire? All music before when? Before new metal. For new metal, uh, I mean, we're gonna lose out on that classic Bobby Womack, so I can't sign off on that. It's true, but at, you may or may not know this: his music actually did burn in that Universal Studios fire. Unfortunately, oh, yeah, his masters are gone. So, if you uh, wanna hear, I wish he didn't trust me so much. The song he wrote about stealing Sam Cooke's girlfriend, where he basically oh, is just like, wife. Sam, yeah, Sam Cooke's an idiot. He shouldn't trust me. I'm going to fuck his wife. Like, that's basically the whole song. Uh, the master that's gone, that will never be remastered. So don't, don't worry. The video still lives on YouTube. Yeah, though. you can see that video. That video's rad. Okay, right on. Yeah, it sounds like the mean Layla. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Layla's just a, she's like a gentle. He's like. Layla was the sweet, like, hey, I really want to fuck you, even though you're with that beetle. You're Layla, and this one's like, hey, fuck that guy. He's like, you got me on my knees, Layla. He's not, like, indicting George Harrison for... Megan Darling, please. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Well, Eric Clapton, underrated piece of shit, I gotta say. <laughs> he really... he. There's a rant he did in the 70s, I think at, like, a peace concert about Middle Easterners. Uh, not a great history for that guy. And I'm surprised that some of these things haven't come to light about him. This is stuff that I've been aware of for quite a while but yeah not not an altogether great dude yeah i heard i heard one thing with him before maybe it's the same thing you're talking about there was some quote about like maybe uh black people coming into england or like middle eastern people coming into england maybe yeah he's i think he apologized for it afterward yeah i mean that was he was deeply on the wrong side of history even at the time that was not like i think sometimes we look at the like gauzy haze of the 1970s and we're like well, surely society was different back then, but most people uh, were like, this is deeply offensive. Well, he wouldn't have even had a career if he hadn't ripped off black jazz musicians anyway. So, I mean, it's true. But he was riding with the king on that one record. Billie Jean King. He made a record with Billie Jean King. Thank you. The, yeah, the famous. Yeah, I saw her. Tennis player. She plays good rhythm. Yeah, I saw her in person. I saw her at a. I saw her do a speaking engagement, and uh, she really inspired me to play tennis. Want to hang out with Eric Clapton. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, what's your favorite Creed song? None of them. 
Hot take, I know. It's, it sounds like I walked into a couple Creed fans, so, maybe. So you prefer Scott Stapp's solo work? <laughs> uh, hmm. Maybe I'd have to listen to some after this to verify. It probably is better than Creed. I don't know. It has to suck, too, though. I, don't, I, I think you're vastly underrating the guitar work of Mark Tremonti. That guy really, uh, you know, when you take him out of the equation, it's just Scott Stapp doing his gravelly voice thing. Here's the thing. He really knows how to alter a bridge. That's all I'll say. Tremonti? Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, he wasn't a big guy. Yeah, I learned two things tonight. Uh, it's two people's names from Creed. <laughs> Uh, people don't know this, but this is the number one Britney Spears and Creed fan podcast. Okay, yeah, I mean, I know uh, I'm down with half of that, maybe. I'm not up to date on current Britney, and I know uh, my uh, normal podcast host, Sleeves, he's he's a big Britney head, yeah. but not Creed. I would be remiss if I didn't ask this. Are you down with the sickness? <laughs> um, current day uh, Bobbylon? No, no. Old Bobbylon? Yeah, I used to be down with the sickness, yeah, but I've uh, I uh, I went to the doctor and they they cured that and the case of chid that I had. Whoa, whoa, who shots fired? Do you listen to any podcasts about horses, and if so, what are the hot horse topics that matter to you? <laughs> no, I don't have any horses uh, podcasts going on. The hot horse topics that matter though are uh, what you name your racehorse. Uh, you know, if uh, if you're trying to aspire to be a wealthy person, you might as well spend a lot of time thinking about what you would name your racehorse so that it just fucking strikes fear in the hearts of everybody or gets them to bet the wrong way so that you can counter the bet and pull off a heist. That's all I care about with horses. The ponies race them. My horse would be called Unbreak My Heart, Tony Claxton. Claxton. I like that a lot. Tony Claxton? Yeah, it's a play on Tony Braxton and yeah. Speedy Claxton together. Oh. Horses clacking. Yeah. I could see it in the yeah. Kentucky Derby. Mine would be Jeffrey Epstein. Ooh. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think I might go with, uh, in, uh, in starting gate number eight, Temple of Poon. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good horse. So, yeah, it sounds like a strong horse. It's a fast horse. Fast mare. So, we've been almost exclusively talking about Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom tonight. I don't think we've said a lot. We haven't veered away from that subject much at all. But I just want to know, why do you like Indiana Jones and the Temple? Oh, well, I don't have anything wrong with any of the first trilogy. The fourth movie, I don't even need to talk on. Um, all of them are tens. But the thing about two is that it's actually one that just cranks it up to 11 for me. It has the fun. It's still silly, but it's actually violent to the extent of, I'm going to take this heart and everything that happens about Indy, whether he's kicking ass or just being pretty suave with uh, Willie, which is an underrated lady name. I want to see a boom and, you know, bug fam naming their baby girls Willie because it's cool. Uh, everything about it's great, man. It's it's the, the most fun one to me. I hear you on that. I think it's a good movie. It's one that I remember watching it as a very young child and being mildly terrified of it. And that's being scared is cool. I think that's the thing. Like, if you're not afraid then you're not a human and if you're not a human i don't want you on my podcast and if you're not on my podcast you're not one of my rowdy friends yeah you're nobody nobody all my rowdy friends are coming over tonight the boys are back in town and women tonight there's going to be a jailbreak nice somewhere in this town tonight there's going to be a jailbreak so don't you be around it's time for a rotating segment 
Wednesday night I'm fast asleep and short rounds by my side we're on a plane Crashes in the Himalayas but Shorty Willie and I make it out okay Washing up in Mayapur the villagers ask us to find a stone we get invited to a banquet that's not racist at all, just so you know. And if you want brains this Thanksgiving for crying out loud, the monkey brains that I was eating were never in doubt. Rip out a dude's heart Drop him in a pit of lava now. Rip out a dude's heart. Drop him in a pit of lava now. Bobby Babylon. Bobby Babylon. Thursday night, the high priest has three stones out of five to rule the world. What a sloppy MacGuffin, but at least the blood of Cali goes down smooth. They put me in a trance and whip and beat up sweet short round, I'm so afraid. Let's ride a minecart now to save all of those desperate children they've enslaved. And if you want eyeball soup this Thanksgiving for crying out loud, the eyeballs that I was eating were never in doubt. Rip out a sheep's eye, boil his head, it's sheep stock now. Rip out a sheep's eye, boil his head. It's sheep stock now. Rip out a dude's heart. Drop him in a pit of lava now. Rip out a dude's heart. Drop him in a pit of lava now. Babylon, Bobby Babylon. Bobby Babylon, happy Thanksgiving. Bobby Babylon, Bobby Babylon, Bobby Babylon, why, why, why? Bobby, what's the strangest thing you've ever eaten? Um candy corn <laughs> cool thank you i did to each other i mean boy uh for all the work you do <laughs> well i hope you appreciate that thanksgiving song that's one that really i uh I, you told me not to listen there at the start so i put on some bobby womack heart of the city i you know jammed out to that for a second i caught it at the end though i liked out that rip rip out of dude's heart part it sounded good man thanks thanks i yeah it was good i i hope you appreciate all of the just sweet david gray stylings i've put on this thanksgiving i gotta say i'm masterful 
I'm thankful that you... Uh, you can see your co-host is speechless. No, I'm just thankful that he did the whole song. Because I was just expecting, like, maybe one verse and one chorus. But, like, he really, you know, he told the whole Temple of Doom story. <laughs> I, I really did. And I gotta say, with these song parodies... Uh, this show, it doesn't get recorded when it's ready. It gets recorded when it's time to record. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. It's a little something Lorne Michaels once said. Uh, I like racist comedians. He said that, right? Yeah. Okay. I had to have at some point, right? He's lived a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he probably exclusively likes racist comedians. I don't, I don't know. Let's play a game. Today's game is a very special Thanksgiving game. This is, is that a side dish? Bobby, in just a moment, you'll hear a series of side dishes or not side dishes describe themselves, and it will be up to you to determine whether or not the voice and description you've heard is or is not a side dish. If you answer incorrectly, the game is immediately over and you are not a winner. In fact, you're a loser. If you answer all challenges correctly, you'll be the inaugural winner of Is That a Side Dish? And you will win one sensual Microsoft Paintron image of yourself making sweet love to the side dish of your choice. Do you understand the rules of Is That a Side Dish? And are you ready to play? Yeah, crystal clear. Ready. Great. I thought I was your side dish. I don't have time for this right now. We're in the middle of a record. We're going to take this offline. Are you ready? Yes, bring it. Hey, I'm a big bowl of red shit. I'm sweet like your mother. Put me in your mouth, baby. Sometimes I'm fresh with my little balls hanging out. Sometimes I'm from a can and you slice me the fuck up. You want the sauce? I'll give you the sauce. Is that a side dish? I'll show by the way. I'm sorry, can you repeat that? No, no, it's not a side dish. I'm sorry, you're wrong. You've lost. Is that a side dish? That was a that was a bowl of cranberry sauce. Yeah, that was a very dramatic pause. Yeah, it was really like you really thought about it, or I don't know, maybe Discord just cut out. But that was a bowl of cranberry sauce. It was Italian cranberry sauce, but hey, sometimes that happens. It was very Italian cranberry sauce. Yeah. It might have thrown me. I don't know. Well, I'm sorry. I wish you could have heard yeah, some of maybe, the. Maybe I'll maybe I'll be around. You know, uh, next next Thanksgiving, get another shot. You know, try and win some sauce money. I yeah, I think you sauce. certainly. You know, if if sleeves is our annual Halloween guest, then I have no problem saying right now you could be our annual Thanksgiving guest. But here's what I will say. I think that Saifietti looks like he has a hankering in his eye, and he wants a Microsoft Paint-drawn image of him making sweet love, sensual love, to a side dish. Can I play? You can play, yes. All right. I will look at you. Look away. Look away. I'll avert my eyes, but try and keep my voice coming towards the microphone. Thank you. Sai, uh, in just a moment you'll hear a series of side dishes or not side dishes describe themselves and we'll be up to you to answer whether or not the voice description you've heard is or is not a side dish. If you answer incredibly, the game's immediately over. You're not a winner. If you answer all the questions correctly, you're the inaugural winner of that side dish. You will win one central Microsoft paint or an image yourself making sweet love to a side dish of your choice. Do you understand the rules of that side dish you already play? Yeah, he said that very fast. That was impressive. I... That was how I normally speak. Do you say that fast because you know he can take it in that quick? He's that smart? I know we can take it in real quick, if you know what I mean. Okay, that's why I assumed. Okay. 
Chip, chip, gobble, gobble. I have grand plumage and thick legs. Thick, T-H-R-C-C, no Z. And these breast cheerio chaps. Will you say, take a lift up to my flat and give me a hot stuffing? Is that a side dish? No. You're correct. That's a turkey. I knew it. Well, I do declare, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, eat some of me and you'll be dead, you know. I'm solid as a rock and bitter as a pill. If you put me in a bowl and eat me, you just might get killed. Some people rob Peter to pay Paul with me, you see. Well, they take me out of one thing to power something else, but your VCR remote don't work. How can you record the mentalist on CBS? Is that a side dish? No. You are correct. You have one. Is that a side dish? Uh, that was a bowl of batteries. Yeah. You know, I just... You said it was not edible. And that, you know, that's really where... And plus, <laughs> you said CBS, The Mentalist. And you know I'm a big fan of the CBS lineup. Uh, so as far as that's concerned, it really threw me off. But I'm glad I was able to persevere. Wow. And get through wow. that question. This guy won. I don't know which... So which side dish do I need to draw you making love to and paint? Uh, mashed potatoes for sure. That's gonna be a lot of white. I know. <laughs> Acting like you already don't have that made of them. I'm pretty sure you're just gonna pull that up from the folder. <laughs> well, let's just say that drawing will premiere tomorrow on Thanksgiving. It'll be all over the Twitter. I can't wait to see oh, that yeah. on the internet. You just can't wait to be king. Here's the thing. You said you've never been horny on the internet, but you're about to be horny on the internet when you post that picture. No, I, I won't be horny. I have never been aroused on the internet, and I still won't be. This is a picture of you being aroused with a pile of mashed potatoes, just oh. white gelatinous glob. There aren't any pictures hey, of me where I'm not aroused. You found that loophole of just only being turned on by that VHS of Temple of Poon? <laughs> <laughs> Or on the internet, I get your game smart, man. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta keep that shit offline. We're coming to the end of our Thanksgiving episode. I gotta say, I, I hope you're carving up that turkey. Well, I hope you're not carving it up yet because it's Thanksgiving Eve. But I hope you have it in the at least defrosted at this point. I hope you're getting ready to cook, and uh, you know you're spending some time with your loved ones. For me, my loved ones are right here. It's sweet Saifietti. That's really sweet of you. Thank you. It's my wet gym ass. Both <laughs> buns. Those are my three loved ones. What are you thankful for? Um, you know what? I'm I'm thankful for uh, the the bug Colt and the Slurp Fam Colt and all the people online that I'm friends with. Yeah, they're good people. I gotta say, I've been part of a lot of strange subcultures in my life, but this one is certainly the most recent one that I've joined up with. <laughs> Bobby, you got anything to plug? Um, all right, anybody listening, uh, Sleeves, uh, we do a podcast. It's the Bobby Horror Picture Show. Um, the Twitter handle is at Sleeves Podcast. And then um, Monday nights on Twitch, um, 6 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, we do a live call-in show now. So we're up for an hour and having people call in or just talking about how, uh, you know, Father Matthews from the church is all over him like glue lately and whatever shenanigans are going on. So check us out. The Bug Fam or something. You'll have fun watching. Great. What's your Twitter handle? My Twitter is Bobby Babylon. 
B-O-B-B-Y-Bobby-Line. Got it. Sai, what's your Twitter handle? It's Wolves at my door with two V's. V's, V-V. He's at V-V-O-L-V-S at my door. It's really long. It's okay. It's fine. Will you have anything else to plug? Just uh, turkey. I'm going to eat some turkey. Trip to fam. You going to plug a turkey into a wall? I might. Electric turkey. I'm, of course, at Chidspin. The podcast is at Rounding Down. Like, rate us, review us, leave a rating, leave a review. We're going to do a segment where I rate people's reviews of the podcast. Can't wait for that. So I need more reviews. There's some good ones in there already, but I'd like to see some more excellent ones. Uh, Also, follow us, subscribe, tell 20 people you know about the podcast. If you tell 100 people you know about the podcast, you will receive a $100 bill from me. That's the Chid Guarantee. And I will need to see proof that you've told 100 people. Is this a pyramid scheme? Is yeah, this every, this, isn't been? all of podcasting a pyramid scheme? I mean, it's, a, it's American. It's an American podcast. It should be like the rest of America. American podcast! And I'm back! Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, Bobby Babylon. I've had a lot of fun with you tonight. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. I hope you don't smoke too much tomorrow, if you know what I mean. And also, when I listen to your podcast, sometimes I hear like a sound that's like in the background, and I think it's just like your microphone's like feeding back. I don't, I can't imagine you guys are like lighting anything up while you're doing that podcast. But anyway, we do everything very professionally. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for uh, having me on. Everybody have a good Thanksgiving. Smoke them if you got them after the meal or for whatever, Or, or during the meal. Thanks so much. Fuck you, see you later. Rounding Down is produced by Chid. Music by Corey Major. Artwork by Cy Fierro.